2: by sitting in the church that makes you a Christian that's no different than going and sitting at McDonald's and thinking you're a Big Mac <laughs> what Jesus is saying is listen, listen people are hearing oh you're hearing now you woke up now you're hearing but will you do something with the hearing?
0: if not It's a waste of time. Many of us would agree that reading a book or watching a documentary on health doesn't quite make you a health professional. Just as with any profession, in order for others to acknowledge the title as legitimate, constant growth and improvement must be evident. This is especially true when it comes to the Christian life. In today's message, Pastor Mark teaches us about the importance of growth in the Christian walk. In our study, Pastor Mark warns us that we're to be doers of the Word as opposed to simply hearing the Word. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark for his continuing study entitled, Your Final Destination, A Well-Built Life.
2: today, and you live according to the Bible, and you do the things in the Bible, the world will call you a fool, but God calls you wise. You want to pay attention to what God calls you. Now, let's look at the two foundations. Jesus was a carpenter, so he knew foundations. We know what foundations are here in the world, especially if you come from California, you definitely know what foundations are especially if you build on that mud stuff on the edge. But in Florida, we kind of know, don't we? We have sand everywhere. And so Jesus talks about these two foundations. A foundation is, well, it's essential. It's what holds everything up. It's what holds everything together. Some of you have been to uh, Italy, and you're familiar with this picture, the Leaning uh, Tower of Pisa. Well, it just reopened after being closed for 12 years. You see, during that time, engineers spent $25 million renovating it, trying to stabilize this tower. They removed 110 tons of dirt and reduced the lean about 16 inches. Now, when you look at that, you say... Well, what was, why did they even do that? Because it was tilting more and more and more and soon to collapse. Well, why did that happen? If you look at it, was like the design bad? Was the marble cheap? Why was it going to topple? No one reason. And what was that? The foundation. It was sand. And they had to change that because it was going to absolutely collapse. So that's exactly in our story what Jesus is talking about, just a modern-day version. So when you see a sand foundation, what does that mean spiritually in our lives? It means this, hearing the word of God but not obeying. So in your Bibles, if you like to write, you could just say sand equals disobedience. Jesus is talking about people who are even sitting there listening to him, people in our churches today, who listen to the teaching and think that's all they need to do, they're filled with information or head knowledge, and they don't need to obey, they're deceived. And I won't look at anybody this morning, so I don't have my eyes open, that's all right. I can tell you in this service because I can see you. Not all of the time I can see because I can't see people's hearts, but I can see lots of people. And I sometimes I walk around during worship and I can tell. See, many of you have deceived yourself. You're here this morning, and here's how you sit in the service. Teach me something worthwhile, would you, man? Put a joke or two in. This is boring. Or during worship, I watched some of you today... Yeah, we're going to get done singing about this God stuff. You just sit there. You look at the bulletin. You're deceived. You're totally deceived. See, you think by sitting in the church, that makes you a Christian. That's no different than going and sitting at McDonald's and thinking you're a Big Mac. (laughs) What Jesus is saying is, listen, listen, people are hearing. Oh, you're hearing now. You woke up now, you're hearing, but will you do something with the hearing? If not, it's a waste of time. You wasted your whole life, and the end result is terrible. This is why the warning. You see, we have so many people that go through the motions. Well, I'm familiar with this, you know, my background is at hospital pharmacy. And when you get a prescription, let's say you're sick, and you go to the doctor, and after he goes through all the tests, he gives you a prescription. Three things can happen with that prescription. We used to do studies on this. One thing, you can take the prescription, you go to the pharmacist, fill it, and then you take it. That's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Many people take the second option. They get the prescription, they go to the pharmacy, they fill it, but they... Never take it. How did you know that? Don't even get me started.
0: (laughs) Why would you spend
2: the money? (laughs) And it sits. Or you take it for two days. Oh, I'm better now. And you got diabetes. Yeah, right. (laughs) Or high blood pressure. My blood pressure is down today. I don't need my medicine anymore. You don't understand blood pressure is (laughs) lifelong. Or the third option, even worse. You go to the doctor. You pay 150 bucks. He writes you the prescription. You put it in your pocket. And you go home. And you never get it filled. What do I call those people in group two and three? What do you call them? (laughs) Foolish. It's no different than you coming here. Every six weeks or so, you'll show up. It's my time to come to church. Wow, praise God. And we laugh. But you're going to spend eternity in hell. Pastor Marius, man, you had an extra hour of sleep. You are really rough today. (laughs) You had an extra hour, you can take it. no this isn't me speaking this is Jesus this is Jesus so he says sand in a house built on sand is going to be destroyed it's, it's collapsing it's greatly destroyed it's your life what's the next foundation? rock well when you come to a rock foundation in other words if, you're, if your life's built on a rock you're going to make it what does that mean? Well, there's two applications to a rock. Number one, you see in 1 Corinthians 3.11, you'll never get to heaven unless you're built on Jesus Christ. Notice what it says. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that's already laid, which is Jesus Christ. What does that mean practically? It simply means this, that your life must be built first on Jesus remember a few weeks ago we talked about Jesus said I'm the only way I'm the only truth I'm the only life I'm the only gate you got to go through me narrows the gate narrows the way so you can't be here and say, well, I believe in this, and I'm going to add this, and I'm going to do this, and whatever. No, no. He's the only way. That's the foundation. That's the rock. That's the rock of God in the Old Testament. That's the rock of the God in the New Testament. In fact, Peter says we're living stones built on that. We're growing. You know, in the, in the comedy night we had the other night, was great. My wife and I were sitting back there laughing for like ever. And next to us were four elders uh, from the Mormon church. Now, I'm not sure why they're here. Maybe they're searching or whatever. That's great. But see, you have to understand, you can't be a cult and believe in Jesus but then have the Book of Mormon say, that, that Book of Mormon is exactly as important as God's Word. No, 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 no. Your foundation's cracked. Now, we love them, and I'm praying they came and heard some truth. I don't know. You say, well, that's too narrow. No, no, Jesus made it narrow. He is the rock, period. That's it. Now, that's where our goal is. So that is a foundation. But the second part of the, the rock really doesn't have anything to do with that. That's assumed. The second part of the rock has to do with obedience. So foundation in this particular parable, foundation means I hear and obey. Sand is disobedience. Rock is obedience. I hear the word And I obey it. That's simply what it means. Well, what is the contrast? What is the outcome of someone building on sand who's foolish, someone building on the rock that's wise? What's the outcome? Look at verse 25 again. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. What does that mean? Well, it means that when the storm came, this individual, this builder, was successful. He passed with flying colors because he had a relationship with Jesus Christ and he heard the Word and obeyed the Word. Well, look at verse 27. Here's the other outcome of your life or my life. You see, you're either building on sand today here, every single one of you. It's not a family deal. It's not a church deal. It's you as an individual or on the rock. The rain came down, the stream rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a gray crash. See, this is a storm that represents final judgment, where I stand before God, and God says to me, what did you do with my son? Well, I believe in him. What did you ever accept him? Well, no. Well, what about my word? Oh, man, I can quote it, I heard it. Well, did you live it? Well, once in a while, it wasn't a priority in my life. Well, what does that say the outcome is? Well, it's very plain. It fell with a great crash. See, Hebrews 9.27 says, Just as a man is destined to die once, and after that, the judgment. One builder was successful, his life passes. He enters heaven. One builder is unsuccessful, his life fails. What does that failure look like? What Jesus told us last week. Look at this. Matthew 723. Therefore I will tell them, the foolish builders, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. You see, the foolish builder spent the same time, they're in church, they're they're listening to the word. I don't even know why you come. If you do, then if you don't obey, but they're going to from outwardly we can't hardly tell it. But when the storm comes, God knows. And he says to them, notice on the overhead, I never knew you. I don't have a relationship with you. You're not my, you never served me. And because of that, away from me. Separation from God forever. They, they choose to do it their way. How serious is that? You've been there a million years in eternity and not one grain of this has fallen yet. How serious is that? Jesus says something very important. You never knew me. Well, I have a bumper sticker. I got a Bible. You never, you never knew me. So why do we, why do we study the Bible? Why do we look at this blueprint for our lives? Let me give you two reasons today. The first goal of hearing and obeying the Word of God is to know God. To know him. To have a personal relationship with him. Look what Jeremiah 9 says. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom, or the strong man boast of his strength, or the rich man boast of his riches. You see, that's what the world does. When you look at somebody, you say... Are you building a successful life? Oh yeah! And here's the three things that we kind of look at. Number one, I'm wise. I get an IQ of what, 240? And I got four degrees, and nothing wrong with all that stuff. Or, uh, I, I'm a, a person that's very strong. You know, I can I can bench press four fifty. Man, I'm terrific. I'm healthy and I've got it all together. Terrific. That's good. That's not good. Or the rich man both of his riches. Am I, Pastor Mark? Am I su- Am I successful? Are you kidding me? Four point three million in my thing. It's going up. I own land everywhere. I got boats. I got man. Am I successful? It's gone. There's no strength. There's no more wisdom, and you face God with nothing but yourself. So Jeremiah says, don't do that. You're deceived. Nothing wrong with riches. Nothing wrong with health. Nothing wrong with an IQ that's great. Good study. We're supposed to do that. That's not what Jesus is basing your life on. And he says this, but let him who boasts... In other words, if you want to brag about a well-built house, then him boast about this, that he understands and he knows me. Well, what kind of a God is that? Well, I'm, a God, I'm the Lord who exercised kindness and justice and righteousness on the earth, for in these I delight. You see, the more I study the Word, the more I trust God, and the easier it is to obey. Here's the mistake. Don't think because, oh man, I'm going to leave here and I guess I've got to obey the word now. No, it's not because you have to. You'll fail every time. You get to. Remember, God's warnings are good for us. We'll get to that in a moment. God's warnings are incredibly good for us. So, first reason to study God's word is... To know him, and when we do see a warning, don't go, man! I don't want to hear. Him. Here we go again. No, it's good for us. Second, the second goal of hearing and obeying the word is to be transformed. You'll see in a moment. It's not about information; it's about transformation. It's to be transformed to be and live like Jesus. Paul wrote it like this: Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world which means I live by my ideas, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How is my mind renewed? My mind is renewed one way, by the Word of God. You see, the Word of God, when my mind is renewed, understand what this means. I guarantee you 99% of us here never even thought this week about our life ending. Few of you did me, I got a test result of it. But 99 of us went for a whole week, never even thought about eternity, not once. So, how can my mind be renewed? It's being renewed this morning. Here you are in church, all of a sudden we're talking about the end of your life. And I'm confronted with it. Well, the world says, don't worry about the end of your life, be happy, enjoy wine, women, song, whatever. Jesus says, well, no, 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 no. Think about how you're building. So see, he said, well, I don't like that stuff. You should. It's for your good. Because where you spend eternity is a lot longer than here. So the only way my mind is renewed from hearing the word of God. That's why Satan wants to keep us out of it. That's why some of you sit here, you listen to it, but do nothing with it. You're joking, you're talking, you're whatever, having fun, and it's over with. Life's done. Look at the rest. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, I want you to go down to the next verse you're going to see on the overhead. John 8, and understand the principle of this. To the Jews who believed Him, Jesus said, If you hold to... And hold means to obey and apply the Word. So let me read it again with that in there. To the Jews who believed Him, Jesus said, If you know the Word, if you read the Word, and obey the Word, then you're really my disciples. And then you will know the truth... And the truth will set you free. See, here's what we believe. Some of us come from a a background where everything was wrong in the church. How many know that's true? I mean, you you know, you tied your shoe wrong today, you did this wrong here, whatever. Everything was wrong. And so we think this, well, Pastor Mark, if I'm going to obey God, it's going to be this self-restricting life. It's going to be boring. It's going to be horrible. I can't stand it. Well, let me just say it this way so you'll understand. I think I could be born and can't stand it for 70 years and have a billion years to go,
3: yes.
2: (laughs) But I don't have to think it's boring and horrible and confined. Because Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. Well, when does eternal life start? The moment you turn your life over to Jesus Christ. So notice, if I obey, hear and obey, then you'll know the truth And the church will set you free. It's the most exciting lifestyle in all the world to know that if I obey God, His purpose for me, His plan for me is incredible, and it's just incredibly exciting. So transformation allows me to be free to know God, to serve God, and enjoy Him. Now, turn with me almost to the book of Revelation, not quite, book of Revelation, to the book of James, the book of James, if you will. James, if you don't know where it is, ask a neighbor, James chapter 1. Now, when you're going to get there, you're going to see another whole picture of what this obedience looks like. Let me go through it fairly quickly. Let me give you a scenario as you're turning there. James chapter 1 down and we'll start in verse 22. I get up in the morning and uh, I go downstairs and my wife has fixed me up half a bagel. You know, a full bagel is too many carbs. You got to have a half bagel and a little cream cheese on it. And it's a poppy seed bagel. So I ate the poppy seed bagel. And I head right off, I don't have time, I have a little bit of coffee, and head right off to work. I get to work, I smile at people all day. And they're looking at me a little funny. And I go all day and say, Man, people were like weird at work today. And I get home, I go in the bathroom and touch up or whatever and not... there's that goober right, right there. That poppy seed's in there all day long. And I go, what's wrong with you, idiot? Tell me I look like a nut all day, and we get angry. Well, this is exactly what James talks about. Look at it, James chapter 1, verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourself. So, here we are again, these are people who are in the church. You're here, you're listening. The Bible's being read. You're playing a tape. Do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what he says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. What does that mean? Well, let me go up to the story. I'm in the morning. I have my app bagel. I have time. I go in the bathroom. I brush my teeth. I look at myself and I'm done. I still got that thing right there and I go right to work for the whole day. Now, what would you call that person? Foolish. Why did I look in the mirror? I didn't do anything with the mirror. Why even look at it? Stupid. Today, what you have on your lap is a mirror. And you're looking at it. And God's speaking to all of you. He's speaking to all of you. What do you see? Well, I'm supposed to hear and obey. Cool. Nice sermon. Nice. See ya. Foolish. Not just foolish, but eternally foolish. Notice the next verse says, but he who looks into that, I'll paraphrase it, and does something about it, will be blessed in whatever he does. You see, there's no benefit from looking in the Bible if you don't obey the Bible. So this is what you want to write down. Hearing must result in doing. Hearing must result in doing. Now when you see this on the overhead, what comes to your mind? Tell me. What company does that represent to you? Nike. And their famous slogan is? Just what? Just do it. That's what James says. Just do it.
0: Many of us would feel uncomfortable if we found out that our doctors simply read a few books and listened to some health tapes before declaring himself a professional. To have certainty or assurance, we typically look for someone who's diligently practiced everything they've learned. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught us how this principle is absolutely crucial when it comes to the Christian
3: life. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to lessonsforlivingradio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed, or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Viera campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Viera Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com.
0: No matter how many books or teachings on a subject we take in, we're never truly a student until we put that knowledge into practice. With the increase of books and online articles on a daily basis, It seems that learning is more common than doing. In our next message, Pastor Mark will discuss the dangers of replacing transformation with information and how it causes us to miss out on the life God truly intended. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together, let's do life right.
1: in a hurry.